Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The vibes are high. A lot of Steelers fans are confident. We've taken calls on the game all morning long. I think we only took two calls. People said that they expect the Bills to win this thing. But I would say our personal relationship is fraying with every passing segment. Yes. You're, you're very annoyed with me today. I don't well, know why. Because I keep suggesting things and you keep going no. And they're, I, and, they're, and they're good points. I'm in the driver's seat, baby. I'll shoot them all down. I got veto power. Okay. What was the last thing you suggested? Ask Trey about the snapping issue of Mason Cole like you asked Eric Wood. He ain't a center. He's Trey. an orbit. Oh, my God. Trey Essex joins us right now. Super Bowl champion. Good morning. Trey, how are you? Good morning. Who said I wasn't a center? Uh, uh, Crowley. Huh? Am I wrong? Was I wrong? Was I stupid here? Yeah. Do you not know that I played every single position exactly. on the O-line? Exactly. All right, then. All right. Doran, tell how's the uh, How's Mason Cole going to do snapping the ball in these weather conditions, Trey? Makes me nervous. Makes me nervous. Um, it is probably the toughest conditions to play, uh, to snap the ball and play center, because um, you really – I mean, obviously it's going to be wet and slippery, and uh, the footing is not going to be great. And so you're really going to have to concentrate on just getting the ball back to Mason. So I, I'm expecting a lot of slow snaps, and he can get away with that just because the D-line won't be able to grip the ground like they would, so they won't be able to come off the ball as hard or as fast. So there's going to be a lot of lob snaps going back to Mason today. Trey, what is the thought process really going into this game? I mean, it's Friday. Uh, you've obviously played uh, on teams that were embarking on their first playoff game. Like, what are the vibes? What are the vibes and the thought process right now? Uh, it's a different brand of football in the playoffs. And what do you think the Steelers players are feeling right now on this Friday? Oh, they're excited. I mean, once you get an invite to the dance, anything can happen. And so I know they're confident coming off a three-game winning streak. And to be honest, these these weather conditions even in playing the field it slows down some of that explosiveness that uh, Buffalo possesses. Um, and it really turns out to be a game that's going to be won or lost in the trenches. And I think that's actually what we want uh, with the way Najee and, and Jalen have been running the ball and the way that our defense has been stopping the run. That's going to be the catalyst for a victory in this game because the weather is dictating that. Why has the offensive line been able to get the push that they've gotten the last three weeks, Trey? What has changed? The play calling. Um, and I think they finally figured out what works for Najee, what works for Isaac, what works for James, what works for Mason. And it's not the toss place, even though we still ran a few too many of those versus Baltimore and it was getting on my damn nerves. But we're going downhill now. We're running in between the guards. We're running in between the tackles. There's not a whole bunch of 
indecisiveness in the backfield from Najee. He's sitting in the hole, and he's sitting hard and downhill. And so that's Isaac's strength. These outside zones where we're going sideways, these toss plays, our O-line is not built for that. They're not as athletic as these smaller O-lines that can do stuff like that, like Miami. Miami has a smaller O-line, so they do a lot of toss plays with A-chain and stuff like that. But our line is built to go downhill, and that's what they're doing, and that's why we're having success. Trey, we've had two Buffalo Bills experts on this week, and both of, the, both of them said that Sean McDermott has been elite when it comes to scheming up his defense uh, this year, all year long. If you're, mm-hmm. if you're the Steelers' offensive line and you're Pat Meyer um, and you're obviously you know the offense coordinator, if you're Faulkner or Sullivan, is it, is it crucial to keep the protection simple for Mason for the offensive line in a game like this where you know that you're going to see some different stunts or different blitzes and things that you haven't really been used to all year? Absolutely. And I actually think, and like I said, I can't overemphasize how big this weather is going to play a difference in the game or play a factor in the game. And because of that, I don't think Buffalo is going to be able to be as exotic as they have been on defense. Hmm. Um, They're going to have to simplify the game plan. And for Coach Meyer, we need to simplify the game plan for us. Like I said, we kept things simple. We're going downhill, but also the protections need to be um, four down in the mic, four down in the wheel, not a whole lot of uh, dual protections from the guards where you're popping out and trying to read blitzes and whatnot. I think that's the game plan going in. Um, and I think this is advantageous for us because if we can do that and get get Buffalo to get away from what they want to do and that's make big explosive plays with Diggs and Kincaid and Davis, I think it bodes well for us. Trey Essex joining us here on the Fan Morning Show. Trey, I'm going to read you a list of all the guys who have stepped in for T.J. Watt in the past when he's been hurt. Uh, you got mm-hmm. Melvin Ingram, Malik Reed, DeMarvin Leal, Derek Tuska, Taco Charlton, Anthony Ciccolo, Jameer Jones, J. Roan Elliott, Oda, Ola, excuse me, Adaini. Would you say that the Steelers are in a better position now to lose Watt than they have been at any of the other points or with any of those other guys that I mentioned? Absolutely. I think uh, we have seen – some flashes from Herbig that has Steeler Nation uh, excited. He's made some splash plays, especially that one against Seattle, and the very few snaps that he's gotten the chance to. Whereas the passer, he has gotten pressure. Um, and I think Marcus Golden has been a really solid addition for us this entire season. He comes in and spells Alex and TJ, and that's why they've been able to stay as fresh as they have been all year long, despite the fact that they've been on the field a lot. And so I think absolutely we are definitely – better position to take the hit that uh, comes with T.J. not playing in the game. Um, obviously, we're not going to – not expecting to get T.J. Watt-type production, but as long as we can stay solid and firm, especially against the run, because I think that's going to be a big part of this week's game plan with Buffalo is running James Cook, especially at the non-T.J. side, to try to see if they're going to hold up. Uh, I think we're better positioned to take on that more so than we ever have been in the past. Trey, you obviously play with Ben Roethlisberger. What what gave him trouble at times whenever he was playing quarterback? Because I think Mike Tomlin looks at this game and looks at Josh Allen as a Ben Roethlisberger-type quarterback. And what could Mike Tomlin in this defense use uh, to, to throw Josh Allen off from what you've seen hurt Ben Roethlisberger in your playing days? See, they're the same and they're different. I, I, my quarterback didn't have any weaknesses, man. Like mm. we went, my number seven did everything well, except for he wasn't the fleetest of foot. So the thing that that's the biggest difference between him and Josh Allen. Ben extended plays to get the ball downfield. Josh Allen does too, but he also can run. 
And the thing that you want to take away from Josh Allen is picking up those back-breaking first downs on the scramble. Keeping him contained is when he makes the most mistakes. Keeping him contained and preventing him from rolling out to his right is when he makes um, the biggest mistakes. If he gets a chance to roll out to the right, he makes big plays time and time again, whether it's from the scramble or throwing the ball downfield because coverage isn't holding up that long. So the key is not to sack Josh Allen necessarily. Obviously, when you get your hands on him, you want to bring him down, and that's better, easier said than done. But keep him in the pocket. Prevent him from scrambling out because that's his biggest issue is throwing within the pocket, especially when the first read is not open. Trey Essex with us here on the Fan Morning Show. Uh, Trey is an offensive lineman. Would you rather block for a guy like Mason Rudolph in pass protection who you know exactly where he's going to be basically the whole time or a guy like Kenny who can run around back there? There's some there's some give and some take with both those. Uh, right now in this offense, I would rather block for a guy like Mason because I know that he's going to stay in the pocket. He's going to wait to the last possible minute. He doesn't mind looking down the teeth of the defense when he's about to get hit and throwing the ball downfield. Uh, you don't want the antsiness all the time when you don't know where he's at necessarily. And there's a chance and that Kenny's biggest issue that I that – used to get on my nerves watching him play is when he would scramble or when he would lose confidence in the protection and roll out to the left. And I think he's gotten sacked at least three or four times rolling in Dan Moore's man as he's trying to make a block. And that's tough. That's just a tough situation to be put in as an offensive line when you're not sure if he's going to do that or stay in the pocket. Trey, if Mason and the Pittsburgh Steelers win this football game, should Mason Rudolph be the starting quarterback of the Steelers in 2024? he deserves a chance to compete for the starting job. Nobody on this offense can be given the job going into next year. Uh, Mason is playing great by far the best quarterback play we've had this year. Um, if we go to the Super Bowl and win it again, yes, but not one, one playoff game does not give him a job. He, we win one playoff game. He deserves to be definitely signed back to a, a two year deal and deserves a chance to compete for the job. Absolutely. Trey, what do you make of Broderick Jones? Mike Tomlin was asked uh, on Steelers.com about Broderick before the Ravens game, and he said he's like the bell cow of the offensive line. Mike Tomlin saying that about a rookie. What have you seen at, uh, seen out of Broderick? I've seen that too. I mean, he has that dog in him, and there's no coincidence that our run game picked up as soon as he was inserted into the uh, starting lineup. And for a guy that's been playing out of position, he's really picked up the intricacies of the position very well, um, especially in the run game. He comes off aggressively. He makes those double-team blocks between him and James Daniels have been devastating. Um, and I think that's uh, permeated throughout the offensive line because the left side has been doing well on the same type of blocks as well. And so Rodgers brings a, a type of energy that we've sorely missed that we did not have last year. He brings that pouncy type of mentality uh, that leadership quality, and he's just I'm, – I'm excited for his future because I think he's going to be that guy for us for a long time coming. Trey, how do you consume the game? Where are you going to be watching on Sunday? I haven't figured that out yet, man. I'm so superstitious, and it's to a fault. Um, last time uh, when we've been on this, this winning streak, I haven't watched it at home. So I told the wife, baby, I love you, but i got to <laughs> go somewhere else to watch the game because – this is the, the streak that we're on. So I, I haven't figured out where I'm going to watch it. It's just going to be somewhere different than where I've done uh, last week. Do you think they can pull I, it off, Trey? I do. I really do. Uh, in years past, maybe not. If Buffalo was playing like they were maybe two years ago, um, obviously they're on a winning streak now and they're playing good football. But there are a lot of things, especially with the way they turn the ball over, that I think we could take advantage of. And the way we've been running the ball, 
if we can control the line of scrimmage, I think we have a chance to pull this upset off. Thanks a lot for coming on, Trey, last minute, man. We really appreciate it. All right, no problem, fellas. Thanks, Trey. Take care, buddy. Yep. I yep. told you he played every position on the offensive line. I don't know what you're smoking. Uh, okay. I mean, <laughs> okay. come on, do a little research there, yeah. Dorn. Yeah. You can hit us up on Twitter, brought to you by South Hills Kia and Peter's Township. Visit them at southhillskia.net. You got thoughts on the game? You want to get them out there the next 48 minutes? That's how you're going to do it. 412-928-9370. The text line's brought to you by Edgar Snyder and Associates, a personal injury law firm where they always say there's never a fee unless we get money for you. Again, 412-928-9370. We'll take your calls the rest of the hour. A couple of things that Trey said there that I want to react to as well, Dorm. We'll do that coming up next. But first, an Austin Bechtold fan headline. T.J. Watt will not play in Buffalo on Sunday, but Minka Fitzpatrick will. Told the media yesterday he's good to go. Was a full participant in practice yesterday with his knee injury. Najee Harris has also been battling a knee issue, but he was a full participant as well. Landon Roberts, too, with a pec injury. Isaac Sayamalo has been dealing with a shoulder problem. Headlines are probably Bowser and Genesis of Monroeville. Now open for more. Go to 937thefan.com. Here's Crowley. Thank you, Austin. Crowley here for the Bet Park Sportsbook and Casino app, the only sports betting app that I use myself and that I recommend. It's the official sports betting app of the real Pittsburgh sports fan. It's safe and easy to use. And they got it all. Prop bets, futures bets, live in-game betting, player props, parlays, the whole deal. Pro football playoffs kicking off tomorrow, 4.30 p.m. Cleveland traveling to Houston. They're a three-point favorite. I like them to win. I like them to cover. How about tomorrow night? Negative 30 degrees in Kansas City. You mean to tell me Miami going to fly up from their cushy hometown and they're going to win that game? No, 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 no. But they are going to cover. How about that? Black and gold, weather going on in Buffalo. I don't know that they win. I do think they cover that 10-point spread. New customers make a winning $10 bet, get $125 in sportsbook bonus back. See app and website for details. Must be 21 in PA, New Jersey, Ohio, or Maryland. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Your phone calls rest of the morning. Let's go. 412-928-9370. How you feeling about Steelers' bills? Can they really pull off this upset? I'll tell you one thing I got, Doran. I just did it in the bathroom. I don't even know if I want to know that. I hammered this. Smashed it. The over? Najee Harris, 14 and a half carries. Hammered it. Hammered it. Everything I had in my Parks app, I put on that. Over 14 and a half. The only way he doesn't get that is if there's weird stuff going on early and the Bills find themselves out to an early double-digit lead, and I just, I don't see that happening. Here's here's another X factor in this game as we break it down, Doran Dickerson. How many carries did you have last game, you know, uh, uh, real quick? Off the top of my head, I do not remember, so we can look that up, but I think Calvin Austin's going to have, going to have a big role in this. He was excellent last week. I don't know what the hell happened to him as a receiver, like they just, they just don't care to throw him the football, but in a game... That should be low score. Look at the total. What's the total right now? 34? It's 35, coming. Yeah, it just keeps coming down. I think it was 36 and a half yesterday when we talked to Costas. It keeps coming down, keeps coming down. Field position so important. And Brad Wing, does he get a hat? You just asked me that off air. I don't know. Najee had 26 carries yeah, that'll do last it. game and 27 against the Seahawks. Wonder why that, that total is so. They think low. they're going to blow the Steelers out. That's got to be it. Right. Because the weather alone tells you that they would run the ball a bunch 
The fact that Warren was having the ball slip out of his hands a couple of times last week should also tell you it's going to be Najee. And then, I mean, shoot, even if the weather was nice, like their recipe for success is handing the ball to their running backs. Asking Mason to make some plays but not have to be the guy. 14 and a half feels oddly, oddly, oddly low to me. So I hammered it, baby. I that's, like that. That's a gambling term, the hammering. Oh. Mm-hmm. Fan Morning Show, this segment, brought to you by Awaken 180 Weight Loss. Reserve your consultation today at awaken180weightloss.com. I've already dubbed this the Najee Harris game TM. Like, I just feel like he's going to be the Steelers' best player. And I think the other guy that you need to be really good, and I don't know that I'm on an island here, is Alex Highsmith. Yeah. Yep. You, he had 69 pressures this year. That's a very nice number. More than even last year when he had 14 sacks. Josh Allen doesn't take a lot of sacks. Get his ass on the ground, though. Get his ass on the ground. You just got paid the contract. You only had seven sacks. He was a good player this year. Sacks are impactful. Mm -hmm. Impact the game. Get number 17 on the doggone ground. Let's talk to Matt Newcastle. Hi, Matt. Hey, guys. Good morning. How you doing? Good, man. How about you? Oh, doing great. Heading into work and all. But, hey, um, question for you guys. So, Kind of watching Mike T's press conferences um, over the past couple of weeks, you know, when Mason stepped in. Do you guys feel like, you know, now that we've seen him perform in a way that's been pretty adequate compared to what we've seen these past two seasons, do you feel like Mike T's lack of praise, so to speak, or not so much of an emphasis on Mason's play is kind of him downplaying his consideration of possibly giving Mason a competition next year? I, I do. Yeah. I mean, I remember I remember whenever Duck Hodges was starting quarterback and Mike Tomlin almost saying, like, this guy isn't an NFL quarterback. He basically would say that in his press conferences, even though that that was his starting quarterback at the time, downplaying his ability to do it. Um, he doesn't give Mason praise, and I, don't, and I think that they are set in stone on Kenny Pickett being the guy moving forward after this season. He's just a hot hand right now. I don't think that they believe that Mace can do this over a duration of a whole season if he was anointed the man from jump. I saw Dulac in his chat answer a similar question to Matt's that he just asked us. And Dulac's answer really perked my ears up. He said Mason or Tomlin said that Mason's got confidence in himself. But Tomlin never said that he necessarily right. has confidence in Mason. I wonder if Tomlin almost thinks Mason's cocky, you know? Like, Mason's got this overwhelming confidence in his own abilities, but Mike Tomlin wouldn't go so far as to say the same thing. I think Matt was barking up the right tree here. Like, yes. Tomlin has not said nice things yep. about Rudolph. And, you know, I wonder if part of it, dude, is you know, Tomlin never wanted to play Rudolph. Rudolph saved the season. Like, there's no other way to look at it. Rudolph saved the season, and I wonder if that irks Tomlin in any way. I do think it's about the Kenny stuff, too. Like, Kenny's the guy. He said nice things about Kenny. They drafted Kenny in the first round. You don't want to heap too much praise on the guy you view as not the quarterback going forward. But I, I do wonder how much of it is he doesn't like the way that they got to the playoffs, you know? How 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 is Tomlin gonna go up there and praise the quarterback um that he put at third string and didn't go to until right. until the last moment? Like it, it's almost impossible. It's like I can't give praise because I'm gonna get backlash for not making this move earlier so avoiding the praise and just saying that this guy feels this way about himself 
without saying that we feel this way about him, it it kind of evens out of you know the the decision making throughout the season with Mason Rudolph. He would be giving in to the fact that this was the guy, and we have so much confidence in him. Then then why didn't you play him? That you know what? That's a really good explanation. We really believe in Mason Rudolph. Yeah, Mason's right. wonderful. We know he can take us into <laughs> Buffalo and win a playoff game. We have that much confidence in the young man. Well, okay, why didn't you play him against Indy? Yeah. Why, why didn't you play him in the second half against New England? That's as good a point as I've heard on it, Doran. Let's go to Chris in Connellsville. Good morning, Chris. Hey, good morning, guys. I have a quick point I wanted to make. Um, so I think we can agree that the Bengals – and the Seahawks are better than the Cardinals and the Patriots. At least their records would suggest that. Yeah. So if, if we had started Mason Rudolph, as soon as Pickett got hurt, you know, the Indianapolis game, if you want to leave it the way it is, and you know, maybe he beats them too, I don't know. But how much better would you feel about this team if we're riding a six-game winning streak or if we've won five out of the last six? Because it's entirely possible if you started Mason the entire time Versus being a ten and seven team, I'll just leave you with that. Yeah, probably better. The odds, though, of say you did start Mason from I guess what would be the Arizona game was before the Patriot game, and then it went uh, the Patriot game, then it went to Indy, right? Mm-hmm. So say you did start Mason the Arizona game, he won that game, he won the Patriot game, he lost the Indy game. Mason would have got sat down, and or, or Kenny Pickett. Well, whenever Kenny Pickett was actually healthy, he would have went back in there for sure. If Mason Mason would have had to have won every single game in order to be the starting quarterback right now. Oh, good point. So if he like, lost Indianapolis. If he lost the game, then Kenny Pickett, they would have they would have expedited Kenny Pickett's process of being the starting quarterback again. Like he no doubtably would be, would have started in Seattle or started against, um, you know, yeah, probably Seattle because he got hurt the game before uh, Cincinnati, right? Yeah, yeah. but the, the, just, to, just to play on his hypothetical, like if it wouldn't have gone back to Kenny, I would feel better about this game in Buffalo. Like I, I, I've been saying it all week long. I don't think they're going to win, but I think they have a good chance. Like I think, or a, a good puncher's chance, right? One of the things holding me back from saying, "Oh yeah," even though I don't think Buffalo's as good as the as Vegas seems to think they are, even if I don't think the Steelers are as bad as Vegas seems to think they are. One of the things that's holding me back is Josh Dobbs, Jake Browning, these backup quarterbacks that had big time success and then. Poof, all of a sudden, it was almost like that three-game cutoff, and then they turned back into the backup quarterbacks that they were. I'm not predicting that that happens with Mason Rudolph, but I absolutely can't rule it out. But that was the first time those guys had that experience. Mason Rudolph has played and started games before. This isn't his first go-around. This no. is his first rodeo of being a backup quarterback having to play games. No, in fact, I'm wearing a shirt with Mason Rudolph's face on it that says third time's the charm, which would imply one time, two times. This would be the third time here. I... It, if he had played six straight games and looked good in all six and they won five of six, I'd think less likely I'd think it less likely he would turn into a pumpkin though. Yeah. It's just a bigger sample size. Four one two nine two eight nine three seven zero. Time for you to get your last licks talking about Steelers and Bills. There was something we both agreed on earlier in the show, which really ticked off Buffalo fans on Twitter and actually a couple of Pittsburgh fans. They called us scumbags, Doran. We'll tell you what that take was coming up next. Your calls on the game as well. But first, it's an Austin Bechtold fan headline. The Patriots have named inside linebackers coach Gerard Mayo as their next head coach to replace Bill Belichick, who mutually parted ways with the team after 24 seasons. According to The Athletic, the Patriots did not contact Mike Vrabel. In Mayo's contract, Ian Rappaport reported that 
he was to be the successor to Bill Belichick. For more, go to 937thefan.com right now. Here's Doran. Whether you want a new Chevy Equinox, Chevy Trax, or even a brand new Chevy Silverado, Century 3 Chevy will make all your dreams come true. In addition to their wide selection of new vehicles, they also have a wide variety of certified pre-owned Chevrolet models. I talk about it all the time. They have the best customer service, and you know the jingle. Century 3 Chevrolet, Lebanon Church Road, Pittsburgh. Check them out today and make sure you tell them Doran set you, or go to the website, century3chevy.com. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We just got big news during the break. Massive news. We're all going to Doran's because we don't have Peacock to watch tomorrow night's Chiefs and Dolphins game. And Chris Muller's coming now. Let's go. Yes. Mosey, he's in. You? Yes. Me? Yes. Becky? Yes. Callis? Yes. Mosey? Yes. Possibly Donnie. Possibly Donnie. Tony said no. <laughs> he's too Can't good for us. Surprise. He's too good for us. I heard Amanda was out out of out of town. That's probably what it is. He's got the he's got the little Stella at home. He can't he can't be bringing her to that Why? ruckus. Why? We're gonna be off the chain. <laughs> off the chain. <laughs> off the chain. Speaking of off the chain, how about our guy Breadman? He brought in shirts for us. They say third time's a charm. They got a picture of Mesa Rudolph's face with a nice number two in the upper left corner. He's on the phone right now. Breadman, thank you so much for the shirts, man. You're welcome anytime. The theme, the theme of this call, the theme of, of this year, as a person who isn't a big you know, New Year's resolution guy, is the word grateful. My whole thing is just to be more grateful this year and just return to kindness, man. I think we should all be more grateful for where we're at, our health, our families, our friends, our teams, this radio station for me, uh, the zen that I pop every day. <laughs> I'm grateful for everything. And uh, I think we have a quarterback at the helm that's showing that same kindness, man. I think he's, he's starting to figure out not only on the field, but in life. And he's been open about that in interviews. And Brad, I'm man, loving it, dude. I think we can all learn from it. Brad, man, that's a great message. Do you, th- do you think Mason Rudolph pops in some Zen Sixes? I, I could see him totally being a Zen guy. Uh, listen, he, 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 I don't know if, he, if he's – I think he's a clean guy. Um, I, I don't know if he's popping that Zen, but if he is, I would recommend Spearmint. 
He's probably the best flavor <laughs> out there. I'll tell you, Josh Allen's probably a Zen guy. Mm. He gives off that vibe. Yeah, well, he's dating he's Haley Steinfeld. Guy, so I would, I, he's a Montana guy, so I would imagine it's more of the uh, Coke. I mean, he's, he's definitely a Copenhagen guy for sure. Thank you, Breadman. Thank you. Have a good one. Is he, is he Montana or is he Wyoming? He went to Wyoming. Wyoming. I think he was talking about Joe Montana. No. Is he from Wyoming? He went to Wyoming. He went to Wyoming. I don't uh, think he's from Wyoming. Gary in Wexford. Steelers winning, Gary? Um, I can't share the optimism too much. Listen, I, I love the enthusiasm I'm hearing. I think a lot of it borders on some wishful thinking. We need a little bit of reality injected into this. The Steelers are about to go up against probably the most dangerous quarterback in the league. And what have they done against top-flight quarterbacks this season? They got crushed by Brock Purdy. They got crushed by C.J. Stroud. They lost to Trevor Lawrence by ten points. And who have they beat? They beat. Uh, I would Lamar say they Jackson beat. I would say that they beat Matthew Stafford, who's probably an MVP candidate. And they beat the MVP of the league in Lamar Jackson. Look, hey, if you want to call in and say it's wishful thinking, I get it. Vegas says that they're a ten-point dog. I think it's slipped now to nine and a half, but still, massive, massive Buffalo favorite here, right? I get that viewpoint, but don't tell me they ain't beat anybody. You know, Matthew Stafford's a playoff guy, a playoff quarterback, has had a really, really good season. Here's something that just popped up during the break I saw on my Twitter feed, Doran, is that the Steelers were third in the NFL with eight wins against teams above 500. First was Baltimore with 10. Second was the 49ers. Third, the Steelers. I think Buffalo is overrated. I think the Steelers are a little bit underrated here. I'll give you my prediction coming up next. But I don't... The 10 points, even without watch, just feels like too much for me. And I know the way the Steelers have played in their last three playoff games. Uh, I did say we would tell the people about a take we had earlier on in the show that ruffled some feathers. You and I both agree. You gotta hit Josh Allen at every opportunity to the point where you're not trying to injure him, but you want to hurt him a little bit. Make it count. Make it count. That... This is football. That should not be a controversial take. Make him pay. Every time he totes that rock, you bust his ass. Yeah, if you if you got a quarterback that wants to be a running back and you treat him like a running back, and that's how you would uh, approach a running back is to make the hits count. I mean, if you get that lick, make the money count. And, you know, not promoting any injury or, or any, uh, you know, bounty gate type things. You don't want to go out there and injure a player. I get that. But, you know, if you – you're a legal hitman, like, at the end of the day, yes. if you're a defensive player. That's why I used to tell people, you know, it was legal to actually try to inflict pain on somebody. I mean. And that's what you got to do if Josh Allen's going to run the ball. Like, we're talking about professional football in the playoffs now. I, I, I even went so far as to say that, you know, early in the game, if you want to rough the passer once, just to send a message, he's off platform, he can't protect himself, and you want to give him a shot, give him a shot. You know, right between the ribs. Make him feel it. Don't try to you know, end his life. Don't try to give him a concussion, but uh, right between the ribs. Nothing wrong with that. Fan Morning Show is brought to you by Armstrong Comfort with Matt Mertz Plumbing and the text line 412-928-9370. Brought to you by Edgar Steiner and Associates, a personal injury law firm where they always say there's never a fee unless we get money for you. Our predictions coming up next. Players of the game coming up next. Keys of the game coming up next. But first, a Becky headline. Reports out of New England are that inside linebackers coach and former Patriots linebacker Gerard Mayo will succeed Bill Belichick as the new Patriots head coach. Big day for Duquesne basketball hosting Dayton. Robert Morris hosts Purdue Fort Wayne. Pitt basketball back in action Tuesday hosting Syracuse. We'll have Westwood One's coverage of Brown's 
Texans tomorrow, as well as the late game, Dolphins and Chiefs, Steelers, Bills, the 2-7 matchup in the AFC on Sunday. For more, go to 937thefan.com. 50-minute mark on the fan is brought to you by South Hills Chrysler, Dodge Jeep Ram, Route 19, Peters Township, celebrating 50 years in the South Hills. Our buddy, Scott Harbaugh, Channel 11. He said, forget the spread, take the under, and 35 and a half points. Those weather conditions are going to be brutal. So I said, all right, Scott, what are we looking at here? We've seen a bunch of different varying reports out of Buffalo. He looked. Temperatures in the 20s. 45 mile an hour wind gust, wind chill in the single digits. Could be heavy snow at times if they keep it Sunday at 1 p.m. Man. I think TV would lose their minds if they had to move this game. Like, I think they're playing. It's, it's almost too late to move it, right? Mm-hmm. That, that ain't happening. All right, player of the game, Doran Dickerson. Or do you want to reverse engineer this? You want to give a prediction first and then we'll do it? Yeah, I'll give a prediction. I think the Steelers are going to win this game. I've been saying it all week. Um, I just have a, a a good Steelers feeling about this game. Uh, the elements obviously play a factor, so I like the Steelers 17-14 over the Buffalo Bills, and they move on and play the Baltimore Ravens next week. I think the Steelers actually pull this out. I have Buffalo winning the game 17-9. I just think that they're going to hang in there. They're going to run run the football probably fairly effectively. I think Najee Harris is going to have a big day. I think he's the only guy on the Steelers' offense that has a big day. And I think Josh Allen, being Josh Allen, he'll ultimately make one or two big-time plays that win the game. But I think they hang in there. Beck D, who you think's winning this game? Give us a score. I think Buffalo wins it. I think the Bills are just really good. The weather conditions are the best shot that the Steelers have. I think it's a 21-17 Bills win. 21 points! 21 points. Favorite moment of today, we announced the fan morning show wedding winners and Michelle, who we're going to marry to Bill, coming up on February 16th. She said the Steelers were going to win something like 24-16, to but that Mason Rudolph was going to throw four touchdowns. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. My player of the game for the Steelers is Najee. Overall, I'm going Dalton Kincaid. I said that Josh Allen's going to make one or two big plays in this game. I think I think Kincaid's going to be a part of that. They're not going to have Gabriel Davis. It doesn't sound like they're going to have Rasul Douglas. I think Dalton Kincaid cooks against the middle of that Steelers defense. My player of the game is a guy who is going to slow down Josh Allen whenever he tries to step up in the pocket and try to run because they're going to create running lanes up the middle. And a guy that knows that his career's dwindling down to the to the end, and that is Cameron Hayward. Cameron Hayward is going to have the game of his life. He knows what's at stake. He knows this might be one of his last opportunities. And whenever Josh Allen does step up, he's going to get him down to the ground, and he's going to protect the running game as well of the Steelers against the Buffalo Bills. So Cameron Hayward is my player of the game. Non-zero percent chance it's his last game. Like, I think there's a chance this might be the final time he suits up as a Pittsburgh Steeler. And knowing that, yeah, I think he'll ball out. Yep. I think he'll ball out. I just don't think it's going to be enough. All right. No Starkey today, rumor has it. Oh. He's, he's come down with an illness. He's oh. under the weather, Joe Starkey. Or do you think he's just going to Buffalo? Yeah, I feel like he might have left a day early to go to his old roots and go up to Buffalo, get the Duffs, eat some beef on Weck. Yeah. 
I can see that. I think he's playing hooky today, in fact. All right, we'll talk to you. I'll talk to you guys tonight, 6 until 8, doing a show with Donnie Football, doing a show with Doug Whaley. You are doing pregame from 10 o'clock until 1 on Sunday with Doug Whaley and Paul Zeiss. So we'll have you covered all weekend long. Up next, Ron Cook. We'll talk to you again after, hopefully, Steelers victory 540 on Monday. Fan weather brought to you by Sun Chevy. 2024 starts with great incentives on the Trailblazer, Blazer, Equinox, and Silverado. SunChevy.com. Cooler today. Rain in the evening. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact. So jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.